My name is James Huey. I facilitate Friendship's personal growth education services, encouraging the gifts of listening hospitality and offering the caring and openness of friendship. I invite you to join me here on Friendship Podcast Radio as we explore topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living, and friendship. to take a little change in our structure and we're going to introduce one of my favorite people in the world my nephew Brian Sellers who has been kind enough to serve as MC of this particular broadcast I invited you here primarily to help me uh, make a transition from the previous 42 podcasts that we did on broadcast radio way back in the period of 1990 to 1992 and now we're about 26 years later anyway it is a long period of time and I thought perhaps that you would be a good source to help guide me through making the transition between that period which was very important to me and the new one which is kind of exciting too for sure. And just to clarify, 1990 was really your first experience into radio, correct? It was. It was. I was in Galveston, Texas at the time, and I was developing a program called Friendship House. Inform the listeners, what was Friendship House? Friendship House was basically structured to offer a kind of psychological ministry to individuals. The idea to me was take some ideas from the psychology areas that I knew about and develop a house where people could come, check out, and get a chance to get an opportunity to learn more about who they were as unique individuals. I'm a firm believer in individual psychology, so I was very interested in trying to create a house, a safe place, and We set it up with three-hour blocks of time, and this allowed a person to come and remove themselves from their current obligations. Now, this wasn't exactly mainstream uh, in your profession, so you must have saw a need in people for this type of ministry. One of the things that I have learned over my entire life is that I have noticed that people enjoy and benefit from the gift of being heard. One of the things that my mother taught me when I was still a child, she would say that a lot of the reason your friends like you is that you listen to them. And then when I taught school for the first time while I was waiting to go to law school, I learned that students, the most important thing I could offer them was the gift of listening to them. Hearing what they were feeling, what was going on in their lives other and outside of the classroom. Now, no doubt you'd face some skepticism uh, back then as far as listening and people just saying, you know what, that's what we have our spouses for. That's what we have friends for. That's We can just talk to people. Why even bother going to someone like you just for listening? Well, one of the things is that most of us have many, many different kinds of needs, And some needs can be met by a spouse. Some can be met by friends. 
But sometimes the issue and concerns and uh, questions we have might involve friends or they might involve the spouse or family. And really, I found that if I could offer someone that was objective, someone who was kind enough not to be judgmental, who wasn't concerned with their longevity, their history, but who they were at the moment and help them make the decisions for themselves in the here and now. But is that something that people really responded to in the counseling industry? Unfortunately, when I started counseling, we were working a lot under the medical model, which was basically you have an illness or something that's wrong and needs fixing or healing. I was very fortunate and blessed to go to a graduate school in Colorado that focused on wellness psychology and the whole person and getting to know yourself before the illness occurred. A lot of prevention, a lot of trying to understand yourself as you, the unique human being you were. There is still a great deal of uncertainty about what in the world is the psychologist doing with wellness psychology. You should be straightening out all the crazies in the world, all the people who are sick, and get the world straight because there seems to be a never-ending need for us as humans to have some kind of order, something that we understand, something that's logical and rational and people behaving correctly, whatever that is. So between the time the program started and the time it ended, well, it never really ended. Uh, It went off the radio, but my belief in myself, my purpose in being here on earth is to give the gift of listening, hospitality, other people. So whether it's done in the classroom, on the cruise ship, or whether it's done in a retreat center like Friendship House, it's uh, inconsequential. The need is still there, and I enjoy the gift of giving. I love these win-win situations where the person gets something of benefit, where they're able to look at themselves and feel good about who they are, and be able to make choices that accentuate and continue those good feelings. This is a wonderful gift to me that allows me to feel good about being able to give. By the time we got to the actual on the air at KGBC in Galveston, uh, I was already offering the uh, personal retreats, and we had one of the individuals who came to that retreat who was willing to go on the radio and talk about his experiences. You discussed also what is a friend, and you went and talked about a friend as someone who you can dare be yourself with no judgment. And that's very, very rare because unfortunately we start in our lives and we grow up as children learning to please other people, starting with our parents and then we move on to the schools, start pleasing our teachers and then we move on to employment where we start pleasing our employers. And it's very, very rare that a person has the chance to check out from all of those expectations and get a chance to kind of mirror and reflect. Not trying to judge themselves, but to understand themselves and why they make the choices they do. That to me is what a friend is. It has nothing to do with longevity of time. It has nothing to do with sharing activities. It's basically saying, I'm going to be here for you and be open and let you explore you. Travel was something that was a common theme 
uh, throughout the original run, travel for personal growth. Why is that beneficial in our personal growth journeys? Well, mainly because it sets us out of our routine. One of the things that we as human beings spend a lot of time and energy doing is finding a path that's comfortable. Whether it's ordering the same food or going to the same uh, church or whether it's going to the same job, driving the same road home from work, mm -hmm. whatever is the path, we try to get some structure and consistency. One of the joys of travel is that it exposes you to the reality of our world is there are lots of different ways of looking at things. Most of us who, for example, if you were to say in a particular point in Georgia, the tendency is that if you don't leave that point, you think the rest of the world is like that point in Georgia. Well, that point in Georgia is valid for that point, but it's not the whole world. The people in Europe or Asia or something of that type see things differently, and they have a different attitude toward things like wealth and family. It's very valid to be able to go and expose yourself to something that's different. I'm a very experiential person in that I believe that if you have experiences, you can learn a lot about who you are. If you listen to the archives of the 1990 series original run of Power of Positive Living, you'll find all sorts of diverse topics, including making choices on how we view things and our attitude. For those people who know me, I think you can say that the verb choice is probably the most powerful word in my vocabulary because I believe the verb to choose is really pretty much the human path. We continue to come to junctions in our lives and we make choices. It's a tendency, in my belief, to use personal retreating as a way for you to come and confront what are your beliefs, what are your values, what are your goals, and then using the power of choosing. Even after you choose it, you can always re-choose. I mean, there's no such thing as being stuck. Are we ignoring reality when we choose to be positive? I don't believe so. I believe that we can make a choice of reality. You can become positive by embracing reality, or you can choose to be positive by denying reality. It's your choice. And each person kind of mixes and blends it. There isn't a one or other point of view. It's something in between. So, no, I, I believe that we choose positivism. And if we can make our choices so that they complement the real us, then positivism is usually the outcome. Other people can certainly provide you the opportunity, but they don't make you happy. They don't uh, make you successful. You are the ones who make those kinds of decisions. Also, a common theme throughout the, the episodes is you tend to say that we tend to like people who are similar to us, and differences with other people can make us uncomfortable. And very often, isn't it, in counseling, we want to fix the differences in our spouse or our children or something along those lines. Are we able to fix people who are different from us? Well, one of my personal guidelines is believing that people do things for their reasons, not my reasons. It's something that I have to try to remember and I find very, very useful. In, and I want to share it with other people because a number of individuals unfortunately structure their expectations of happiness and contentment on other people providing it. 
Now, other people can certainly provide you the opportunity, but they don't make you happy. They don't uh, make you successful. You are the ones who make those kinds of decisions. Uh, What's another episode that kind of stands out among the rest for you that you take a lot of value in? I like the one about choosing positive attitudes for life story. It emphasizes the thing we talked about earlier, the power of the verb choose. I'm a firm believer in that one. I like that program because I spent some time on things like a non-competitive conversation. Conversations where you weren't competing on who was going to get to talk and who had to quote, lose and be a listener. I like that program because I introduced the concept of friend print, how to structure and understand the friends that you choose and are chosen by as friends. I introduced the concept of a personal camera, the fact that we're always getting the chance to choose what we take pictures of, the personal magnifying glass. I introduced that one because it gives us a chance to Do we focus on the problems or do we focus on the assets? Kind of like the assets and liabilities issue of life. The whole title of the thing was choosing positive attitudes, and that reinforced the verb to choose. And you're definitely a man who believes in the power of choice. I do. I do. I I find that very much because I guess I run into many what I call professional victims, people who believe they're victimized by life their family, their friends, their job, the society, whatever. I, I believe that, yes, you can be a victim, but you still get a chance on how you choose to manage being a victim. What's uh, another episode that stands out for you? Probably the one that people hear about the most is the one on listening is loving. I'm a firm believer that anytime you want to really care about someone, Make the commitment to listen to them. And I don't mean just listening to their words. I don't mean listen to them while you're texting. I don't mean listen to them while you're thinking about, oh, I hope they shut up so I can say what I have to say. Listening to them with a total focus, being able to actually focus on their eyes and their breathing and their choice of words and their mannerisms and all of this, a total focus Uh, to me, is one way to really love someone. And speaking of interacting with others and people in general, some of the more successful programs, I thought, the end of the show's run where you were on the Hello Henry program. And you tackled wellness psychology, but also just mainstream topics where people would just call in and you would give them advice. Can you tell us more about uh, your experience on the Hello Henry program and why you like those so much? Well, one of the things I liked about Henry Bogan, who was on WBT in Charlotte, And one of the things that he was very good at, I thought, was setting an atmosphere of acceptance for anybody to call. He did not require you to have a certain political viewpoint or a religious viewpoint or a life viewpoint. He just was very, very accepting, and I bonded with him immediately. He was a very kind man. He was also one that was curious. He had an insatiable amount of curiosity. He was very focused on things like we have to differentiate between purity and honesty. And to me, honesty is being able to be truthful to other people. Maturity is being truthful to yourself. Personal retreating focuses on maturity. It doesn't really matter what Henry Bogan or I thought. 
It was what the person thought of themselves and the values they were choosing for themselves. Henry was able to understand that, and I visited with him three evenings, and we had a wonderful time. He was uh, the kind of, if I were going to do a team broadcast, he would be an excellent, even though his background has nothing to do with psychology, he was definitely a human being of the first order. What was the difference between Dr. Huey of 1990 and the Dr. Huey of 2018? What are some of the changes? Older. We'll start with there. Definitely older. More physically limited. One of the things about getting older is I don't like change as much as I used to. When I was young, I used to be enthusiastic about change. Now I kind of, oh my goodness, I've changed. I have to learn something new. I have to uh, develop a different way of doing things. It's not nearly as exciting as it used to be. But I, I guess the thing that affects me the most is how similar people are. People still have the very same needs that they did all those years ago. The needs of me as a human being, as a senior citizen, are very much the same as when I began teaching at 22 years of age. The things that I want to do, the things I want to offer other people, the things that I sense are wonderful gifts to give others, and one of the things in allowing myself to be open to receive gifts from other people, because that hasn't changed. The, the, the same needs are there. So all this wisdom can be found as one goes back and listens to the original broadcast uh, that were originally formed back in 1990. I assume we can look forward to more of that in this new show, correct? That is correct. Uh, I'm eager to tackle some new topics as well as some topics that people have indicated in the past they would like to hear more about. And just the way you maybe even present the information might be a little bit different as well. Well, we have a what, 26 years of perspective to certainly some things are presented differently because some of the world has changed, but a lot of the content of what I'm talking about is very similar. Well, Dr. Hugh, it's been a pleasure, and yes, he is still alive, he's still well, and he is still in the gift of listening hospitality, and we look forward to the programs you're going to be presenting. Best of luck to you in the new series, Dr. Huey. Thank you very much, and I certainly appreciate your kindness in coming to interview and help direct me in how to make this transition. I'm still the co-president of your fan club. So. Of course, <laughs> of course. My nephews will always be the president of my fan club. Until next time. Good night, and thank you for listening to Power for Positive Living and Friendship. <laughs>